When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. For family, Goodman's Jewelers. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, not as foggy out there this morning as it has been for the past couple of days. How are you doing, everybody? It's the fabulous farm babe Pam Youngke on a finally Friday morning. Today, it looks like clouds are still going to be around, but hopefully some sunshine by this afternoon. Not real warm, but seasonal temperatures right around 26 degrees. For the weekend, again, no major events to worry about. Cloudy skies Saturday and Sunday and both days will touch out with daytime highs around 27. Monday, clouds back in the forecast will warm up to about 29, 30 degrees for the front part of next week. We'll talk weather with Stumacher Ag Meteorologist coming up. You know truck duallys, but have you thought about a dual career providing the ability to farm and work for great benefits? From farm implement parts to medical equipment to power tools, Signacast builds the things that help build America. Work shifts allow for 78 fewer days at work per year. Signacast is now hiring production and maintenance employees at their Hartford location. A clean, high-tech workplace. Build your future at signacast.com slash careers. We have seen so many disruptions in the last 12 months. Think think about where we were in the beginning of 2020. Think about where we are now in early 2021. And wow, what a year it has been. Josh Scramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. The pork industry is what we're going to zero in on today. And there's been so many disruptions. And Bob, from what I understand, not all too long ago, uh, they were kind of being kicked when they were down. I'd love to hear some more on that situation. Well, the situation is fake news, and that's uh, something that uh, was brought into our vernacular by our outgoing president a few years ago when he didn't like the news. He called it fake news, and he said uh, just about every network except his favorite network suffered from fake news. Well, it seems like we can't uh, discount his favorite network now. We had a chance recently to talk to A.B. Roth, and he's down in the Watsika area, a pork producer and also president for the next couple of months, at least, of the National Pork Producers Council. And I asked A.V. Roth about that, that uh, fake news is not something that uh, they necessarily found out about until after the fact. So what had happened, it was on Fox News, and the anti-agriculture activists um, faked that they were the CEO of a major pork producing producer. And they got on there and uh, basically said some things that are not true with animal agriculture. And it just, it re- honestly, it really goes to show you how defiant, how, how, how much they're willing to lie just to get people to believe their side. Um, they've tried, you know, proving people that eating meat isn't healthy. Well, they, you know, tried to shame people into thinking that. Uh, for me, I, um, these pork and beef and all, all products are extremely good and healthy. Um, so it just goes to show you how far they'll go, you know, especially using a pandemic like this to, to further their, their cause. It's just unbelievable. I mean, there's people that are suffering, farmers going out of business, 
Um, people not having enough food in the grocery stores for a while. Yeah, there was plenty of pork there, but with the whole slowdown, uh, with the packing plants and processing, there, there were shelves that were empty. Yeah, and that's very important. And a guy going on a major network like that on Fox News and talking down, telling lies about the industry, how irreparable is that as far as damage to the industry? Because you'll never get that kind of a place to tell the story, but they had national network ability to do that, and people that heard that are never going to hear the other side. Yeah. So what they've done is they ghost a, um, an account, um, I don't know if it was a Twitter account or Facebook account, and text account, I'm not sure what it was, and they got on there, and yeah, they, they spilled the lies. And it, it, yeah, it's irreparable damage. I don't know how we're going to get that back. You know, farmers are going to keep telling their story, and that people need to go out and reach out to their farmers and hear, hear that. To get that, I hope Fox is out there listening, and they bring on a producer and come and just tell their, the other side of that. Yeah, that's what we need, no question about it. Hey, A.V., you mentioned the COVID bill, COVID relief. We know the CFAP 1 and CFAP 2 and market facilitation programs we had over the past couple of years. This new COVID bill, as far as the pork industry is concerned, What's it going to mean for a pork producer? Uh, it's going to mean a lot. You know, this COVID pandemic was a black swan event. Uh, producers are hurting and still hurting if they wouldn't get this extra money uh, from the government. You know, some of the money that's in there is not just for, not just for swine, but for all agriculture. The $635 million to ensure U.S. agriculture inspectors are at our borders. That's our first line of defense against foreign animal diseases. And that's in my opinion, that's the easiest way for it to get in there is some contaminated meat, meat coming in or coming in through animals, infected animals. The next thing that they have down here is $20 million in funding for the state diagnostic labs. You know, that, again, if we're going to stop foreign animal diseases, we have to have that money. And they were helping out their human health partners, which they should, this pandemic. But we've got to make sure they're funded, able to stop foreign animal disease. And also the two hundred eighty-four point five million for the patient protection program. Again, there's producers out there that use that, and getting the language changed like that agriculture and farmers could use that was extremely important. And then the other thing that is in that bill is for those euthanized animals. This is something that was desperately needed. I fielded so many calls this last summer of producers that didn't know what they're going to do because they had to euthanize their animals because they're too large to go through the processing processing plants. And these just weren't a few animals. This was a pretty significant number of hogs that had to be euthanized across the country because of these packing plants had to shut down because of COVID, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's over a million pigs that went missing. So I, I don't want to speculate on how many actually got euthanized, but between that and local butcher plants, for sure over a million pigs went missing. And probably more than that in one way or the other. And, of course, we never stop research, and one of the things we've heard about recently is a new type of hog, really, a gall-safe pig that's being bred and farrowed and finished over in Iowa. And uh, this is something like, I suppose, people that are lactose intolerant for dairy, this is kind of the answer for red meat eaters, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think this is a great, huge, all genetically modified animals are great, greatly improve our human health. Um, you know, that's one thing that we just got 
done in, in December, the Trump administration announced his intention to, for USDA to have primary oversight over genetically edited livestock. Now, there had been a big fight between USDA and FDA in that regulatory, and U.S. farmers were in the middle, we got caught in the middle of it, while China, Brazil, and Canada were going ahead with this. But yes, you know, the other thing is not just with that, but, you know, it makes these animals more disease resistant, requires fewer antibiotics, and have a smaller environmental footprint. And that's not just for, for hogs. You know, I know dairy has some that are that way to help with heat and things like that. This is extremely important. As we look at the, these hogs, as far as the genetic modification in them, we're looking at uh, people now would be able to eat meat, red meat, without breaking out in some kind of uh, allergies, right? Yep. So some of those allergies, you know, that, that people that have the red meat with this this kind of meat would be able to eat it without breaking out allergies. Absolutely. And that's just one of the many things that have you know come along that we've really done done well with. Also, as we look ahead. Exports. Pork industry has to export to stay profitable. Over the past few years, China has had to depopulate their herds, really and truly. They slaughtered more hogs than we have in this country because of African swine fever. What do you look at as far as repopulating the Chinese herd and exports to other parts of the world, Japan and uh, and other places uh, around the around the globe? So yeah, absolutely, China had um, African swine fever. And that's, again, <laughs> there's a great reason why we need to make sure that our inspectors are fully funded at our borders. But they lost, there's different reports on how many pigs that were lost over there, but they had more than half the pigs in the world. And with that, they lost a considerable amount, um, and they've been one of the big helps in our trade. They have been buying a lot of U.S. pork. And if, we, if they wouldn't be in the market right now the way they are, uh, it would be a lot worse for producers here in the U.S. Um, but with, uh, with China doing that, they are coming back, you know, are repopulating. Now, as you repopulate, you've got to save more guilt. So, again, they're still going to be using, you know, more pork from other, where, other parts of the world. Now, it wasn't as big a boom as we thought it was going to be here in the U.S. Uh, they basically, with China, they just – they're population did without and they tried bringing in seafood and other things they just there's first thing there wasn't enough meat on the open market in pork to supply what they were short but they just had their population do without we're hoping that even the increase that we have will be able to keep uh, most of that going forward as a as they rebuild but with that you know you talk about japan yeah we had a the egg deal with japan was extremely extremely good you know we had already started falling behind to our competitors in, in Japan and started losing market share. Now, with that, one of the things that we're hoping that comes about is getting back into that TP, or CPTPP, the Comprehensive Progressive Trans-Pacific Partnership, and that's Japan's in there, along with Canada, Chile, Japan, Malaysia, Mexico, New Zealand, Peru, Singapore, Vietnam, and Brunei. Well, these are major pork eaters. And if we can get back into that, would be something be extremely important for pork producers in this war in this uh, U.S. Now that's all we want to do is be able to sell, you know, raise our pork and be able to sell it to to producers. We really, you know, this has been unprecedented time. Producers generally don't like taking money 
from the government. We don't want them to be in our business. Now with the whole COVID thing, we had to. And there's producers, there's a lot of pigs and sows that went out of business because of this whole COVID. But getting that money from the government would be a great help. And getting things like the getting back into CPTPP would be extremely good help to to further our cause in the pork industry, to make things stable. We've got to get back to stability in this, not only in the pork, but in this country as well. Yeah, we got to get market prices where they're sustainable for hog producers, a lot of empty hog barns in places like Iowa and Minnesota, that's for sure. Well, A.V., hopefully the uh, 2020 year will be a whole lot better on a lot of different fronts, and the hog industry can take advantage of that. So, again, a happy new year to, to you and the, the rest of all our hog producers around the country. And happy new year to you. I hope everyone has a a much, much better 2021 than they did 2020. I think everybody feels that way. A.V. Roth from down the Watsika area. He is the president of the National Pork Producers Council. I'm Bob Bosold. Sign up for daily agriculture updates by joining our email list. Head to MidwestFarmReport.com, enter your email address, and we'll handle the rest. More farm news straight ahead. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Compeer Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compeer Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our unique perspective finds solutions to your challenges. And our specially trained financial team guides you every step of the way. Partner with us to make your goals possible. Compeer.com. Compeer Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. NMLS number 619731. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. My community means everything to me. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from, and as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The training and leadership skills I get from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people and look out for my community. If you'd like to learn how you, too, can serve part-time in the community you love, visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. Huh. Nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Well, the good news is the fog is not so dominant in our forecast, at least not right now. We're heading into the weekend. What's coming your way? It's time for your Compure Financial Ag Weather Updates. Tumacher Ag Meteorologist joining us. And that was the, the good news this morning, I guess. I could see where I was going for a change. 
Absolutely. We don't have the fog here. There is dense fog in northern Minnesota, so it's not too far away. But we get a break from the fog and still have the mild temperatures. We still have this, all right, call it uh, stagnant air mass overhead. It just hasn't moved in the last week or so. That's why there's all that moist air. And as temperatures cool at night, the fog forms, it freezes on. We have the rime ice on our trees and everything else in sight. That's all going to be coming to an end here as we head into the weekend. Temperatures will remain still above normal. Anything over mid-20s is above normal, and that's where I expect we stay right through the weekend. A bit closer to normal as we look at Saturday and Sunday, but we'll warm it up again into next week. I don't see any huge big weather systems taking aim on us. They'll all be pushed a bit further south once again. But I do expect some moderation. And in fact, we find our way back into the 30s into next week, even on toward midweek, Thursday or Wednesday and Thursday, upper 30s could start to show up around here. Well, there will be some small precipitation chance as we start looking on toward later Wednesday or Thursday. Right now, it doesn't look like a big deal. We'll watch it here as we make our way through the weekend. But all in all, I expect very mild air will continue. I'll have that forecast after this. Compere Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our unique perspective finds solutions to your challenges. And our specially trained financial team guides you every step of the way. Partner with us to make your goals possible. Compure.com. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. You know truck duallys, but have you thought about a dual career providing the ability to farm and work for great benefits? From farm implement parts to medical equipment to power tools, Signacast builds the things that help build America. Work shifts allow for 78 fewer days at work per year. Signacast is now hiring production and maintenance employees at their Hartford location, a clean, high-tech workplace. Build your future at Signacast.com slash careers. All right, buddy, paint me a picture. What are we going to have for the weekend? Doesn't sound like anything too dramatic. No, nothing dramatic at all. Make your outdoor plans. Our Compure Financial Ag Weather Forecast is a cloudy sky on this Friday and still fairly mild as we ought to be around 30 with the north winds about 5 to 10. Under cloudy skies, we drop to the lower 20s overnight, still with those north winds at 5 to 10. Mostly cloudy Saturday, a little bit cooler, upper 20s, but only with the north wind at about 5. Much the same for Sunday, mostly cloudy, upper 20s. Could become partly sunny at La Crosse and Mauston, probably brightening up a bit more there. And northwest winds only about 5. Even on toward Monday, Pam, I think we all see a little more sun, but we'll just be in the upper 20s or, you know, pushing 30. Pretty pleasant indeed, 30 and warmer then as we look toward Tuesday and right through the mid part of next week. So, a pretty easy-to-deal-with pattern. Anybody going to pick up any snow this weekend? Not around Wisconsin. Out to the west and south, the, the mid-Mississippi Valley and west, they say there could be some 6 to 8 inches, but we miss out. Huh. So if you're heading to the big spots like Vail or Aspen, they must have a pretty decent base then. I'm sure they're building up well, yes. And and I hear a lot of folks further north are still doing really well with the four-wheelers and the like. So okay. it's, you can have fun somewhere. Be careful on the ice, though, I imagine. Oh, absolutely. It's not guaranteed anywhere. never is, but yeah. <laughs> it's early, so be careful. All right. Thanks, buddy. Have a good weekend. We'll catch you Monday. You bet. See you then.
That's Stumuck. He's our ag weather folk, giving us all the details you're looking for as far as Friday and into the weekend. And of course, that is your Compure Financial ag weather update. Compure Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Find out more. Visit Compure.com. We're talking about the number of Wisconsin dairy herds lost in 2020. Stick around. Those details coming your way. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at RuralMutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. What have we here? Crackers. At least I think they are. They're in a cellophane wrapper. There are two of them. Crackers always travel in pairs. They snap like crackers. Crumble like them, too. Nine out of ten cracker eaters would give them a positive ID. But these aren't crackers. They're dinner. Jim Krevix for five days straight. There are people like Jim all across Madison. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply people like Jim over $950,000 in food through Dane County's busiest food pantry. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in clothing, shelter, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. One just to the south of Madison, one just to the north. With two concrete-producing plant locations, Advanced Concrete can serve a wider area more efficiently. The greater Madison area, plus parts of Iowa, Sauk, Columbia, Rock, Jefferson, and Green Counties. The concrete-producing company, the contractors rely on Advanced Concrete. Producing concrete foundations to maintain concrete relationships. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. A furnace tune-up can extend the life of your furnace and help avoid emergencies on the coldest days of winter. Need a new furnace? Dave Jones has competitive pricing on Energy Star-rated furnaces and provides a complimentary one-year checkup. And they won gold in 2020 Best of Madison and Best of Monona. 
After all, Dave Jones is your trusted service partner. Dave Jones. DaveJonesInc.com. You no longer have to hide your hands. Your hands have been taking care of everyone else. Isn't it time that you take care of your hands? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Did you know there are several aesthetic treatments that help your hands look brighter, healthier, and more youthful? Treatments such as broadband light and chemical or laser peels help with tone, texture, and getting rid of those stubborn age spots. Skin type procedures can smooth out wrinkles and fine lines as well as add new collagen. Dermal filler like Restylane Lift is used to improve the volume in the back of the hands. The results are noticed immediately, giving you a fuller, more hydrated appearance. Most treatments can last over a year and are more affordable than you might think. Now you can show off your hands with confidence. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Compeer Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our unique perspective finds solutions to your challenges. And our specially trained financial team guides you every step of the way. Partner with us to make your goals possible. Compure.com. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. All right, Robbie, but let's talk Let's talk about the green and gold. Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers, baby. What did you think of that final regular season game as, I mean, Packers were up by only by five points in that third quarter. That third quarter rears its ugly head again. And, Rob, to your point uh, previous, you said special teams comes and bites the Packers in the ass. Tavon Austin with the fumble, but the Packers do end up getting that win. What's your final takeaway from the final regular season game against the Bears? Eboy, I think they're unbelievably solid and strong in two-thirds of the areas, and Packer Nation has to cross their fingers that at some point in time, special teams doesn't kill them in the postseason, and, and they don't have a Brandon Bostic moment again. I mean, they, they led the league in scoring offense. They were in the top ten in, in passing offense, in rushing offense. I mean, you, you can't ask much more than, than what, you, what you produced from an offensive side of things. I, I think they're humming on that side of the ball as they head to the postseason. The defense is much improved from the first third or the first half of the year, Evo. Um, we're talking the last five games, they've given up 17 points a game. Um, four of those teams have been 16 or fewer. They put up those kind of numbers in the playoffs, Evo. They're, they're not losing. Um, you know, I, I think they've got difference makers on, on all three levels, from, from Kenny Clark to Zadarius to uh, Jair. Um, and even Adrian Amos is playing at a remarkably high level. So is Savage. They've got they've got five, six, seven guys on that defense. Evo playing un, out, just outstanding football. So I, I think they're good enough on defense. They finished ninth in the league now in total defense. The first time in a decade they had cracked the top ten. And and we all know what happened in 2010. The last time they had a top ten defense. We all know how that postseason oh, played yeah. out. Oh, and most yeah. of the state was pretty damn happy after that after that Steelers Super Bowl win. So no, I, I think they're outside. I, I think they've improved enough where it's a Super Bowl caliber defense, Evo, and the, and, and the defense won't lose them a playoff game or the Super Bowl. Again, it just it comes back to special teams. And, and I asked their, their special teams coordinator, Sean Menenga, yesterday, I, I, I suggested to him 
Now they just, they just start fair catching punts. And, <laughs> and, 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 and honestly, you know, I mean, Tavon Austin has fumbled 11% of his career punts. What? I mean, that, that, that's one what? out of nine you know, that, that he's put on the ground. Um, in a, you know, in, in a game against the Saints, in a game against the Buccaneers, in a game against the Seahawks, do you want the ball in his hands at crunch time if you're up three late in the game and, and, and Seattle is punting you the football? I don't. I put in, I put in Alan Lazard, and I fair catch that football, Evo. You know, I, I put in Adrian Amos or see if somebody with sure hands to fair catch that football. I, I, I don't let a career fumbler touch that ball. And, and again, we, we've talked about it a lot. Um, you know, you, you can trace this back to when they had the – when they had the punt blocked against Houston in about what week six or seven, whenever that was, um, they, they've had a special teams gaff almost every single wow. week since then. You know, punt returns for touchdowns, um, right? The, the even, even Crosby a couple weeks ago well, against Rob, Tennessee. I'm thinking of like J.K. Scott trying to tackle someone, and it's like hilarious. No doubt, no doubt, it, it, and 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 Evo that. You know, I hope a game that, in the playoffs is, doesn't come down to J.K. Scott having to make a tackle. Because my God, help me, Rob. If, yeah, if, if if that's what it comes down to, you're not going to the Super Bowl. And 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 even what I would do, I mean, again, we've talked about this. If, if they can get a draw on special teams, it's like a win. So so if I'm them, you know, I, I don't bring the ball out of the end zone on kickoffs. I I, I fair catch punts. I, I remember in the late '90s, Evo when Mike Holmgren was having all sorts of issues with his punt return game. Um, he, had, he had a very sure-handed veteran safety named Mike Pryor back then. And he sent Mike Pryor out there um, in the playoffs just to fair catch the ball because with Favre and Freeman and Levins in that offense, he knew he was going to score 30-plus points. They're going to do that again mm-hmm. with, with Rodgers and Adams and Jones and all these guys. They don't need the five yards that Tavon Austin is going to get him on a punt return and run the risk of him putting the ball on the ground. Right. First of all, Evo, I don't think he should be on the roster. That, that's a whole other discussion. Secondly, I don't want the ball in his hands in the playoffs. So, you know, when it, when it comes down to it, Evo, I, I try to take as much risk as possible if I'm them out of the special teams because the, the offense and the defense right now are good enough to go win a Super Bowl. Rob, I'm just, I, just had a, I just had a flash. Like, maybe, I don't know. I hope it's not a premonition, but if it is, I'll do it. It's the Super Bowl. It's down, you know, in, it's in Tampa, right? It's the Super Bowl. There's fans in the stands. I'm there. J.K. Scott k- kicks up punts, and it's whoever returning it's returning it, and they break away, and J.K. Scott's left to stop the game-winning, you know, tackle for the Chiefs. I am in the stands. I run out there, and I tackle the guy for J.K. Scott. I would do that for Packer Nation, Robbie. Do you, do you think I'd be thrown in jail? You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Oh, we are a far cry from trying to plant anything around the state of Wisconsin, but that doesn't mean Wisconsin farmers don't have to be diligent when it comes to crop insurance decisions. And now they've got another new option to look at. It's called Enhanced coverage option and we're talking about it with Tom Timko from Compere. He's going to bring us the details and some of the things you might start asking your crop insurance providers. That's up before six o'clock. I'm PM Yankee. Now from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. So today, January 8th, what do David Bowie, Stephen Hawking, and Elvis Presley all have in common? Ding, 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 ding. Well, on this day, they have all celebrated their birthdays. David Bowie was born in 1947, Stephen Hawking in 1942, 
And Elvis the Pelvis was born on this day in 1935. And on this day in 1998, Roseanne Barr filed for divorce from her third husband, Ben Thomas. And that's what I've got to offer you this morning. You know, it's the end of the year, and we always start looking at uh, tallies, uh, different categories and so forth. One category that you cannot ignore, especially in light of the pandemic, how many dairy farms Wisconsin lost in 2020. According to the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service, we dropped another 360 operating dairy herds in the state. We're down to 6,932. Now, the loss last year is quite small compared to the previous three. In 2019, for example, 818 of our dairy herds exited the industry. Clark County, still number one as far as the number of dairy herds that they've got, with 714, and Marathon County in next with 421 dairy herds. But remember, I'm saying dairy herds. That does not speak to the number of dairy cows that we still have out there. As you might imagine, the remaining dairies kind of continue to expand. We still have 1.28 million cows here in the state of Wisconsin. So that number's not going down. I thought it was interesting. You take a look back when the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture started collecting these numbers, which are based on uh, dairy inspections. Back in 1950 is when they started counting dairy herds, and at that time, the state had 143,000 dairy herds in our borders. So quite a change, a drastic change, if you will, in uh, the course of time for Wisconsin's dairy industry. Still, we remain America's dairy land. We still command the world's attention when it comes to the quality cheeses that we're producing, but The pandemic has changed a lot of consumers' preference on what they're looking for in the grocery store. I talked about it with Suzanne Isaiah. She is a market researcher with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. You'll hear more of this conversation on Monday. But here's just a snippet of what we learned about what consumers want in light of the pandemic from Wisconsin Dairy. So we're, we're constantly tracking, you know, we tap into a number of different sources, both at the national level. We work with Dairy Management Inc. to take advantage of the research that they're doing. They're also constantly monitoring consumers. Um, we do a lot of that custom research ourselves. And what we want to understand is what are the priorities? When consumers are shopping for dairy products, we want to have an understanding of what is it, what do they prioritize, what's important to them, what makes them choose to put a dairy product into their cart to make sure that we can communicate um, you know, those important messages to them and make sure it's top of mind. So, you know, we've got three key um, messaging areas that we think are really strong going into 2020. We think consumers are going to continue to seek out products that offer nutrition and holistic well-being, brands with a purpose that share their values, and products with a focus on sustainability and production and packaging. And all of these trends have been building for a while, but the events of the past year have brought them into greater focus. And the great news is the high-quality milk produced by Wisconsin's dairy farmers can fulfill all of those trends. So when we consider these trends in terms of what dairy has to offer and the story that we have to tell, we can summarize them this way. Dairy is good for me. Dairy is good for my community. And dairy is good for the planet. And that really captures, you know, three key priority areas for consumers and where uh, we can connect with them and tell dairy's story and make sure that they're aware of how well this fits into their priority areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we and more and more uh, parents thinking about their kids' health. They're there all the time now. They they can't. They're trying to 
uh, figure out how the school lunch program that they have and what they can provide at home is going to fill out everything those kids need. I mean, we're more conscious of our health than ever before. And for a change, Suzanne, we can tell dairy farmers that fluid milk consumption skyrocketed during the pandemic. Is it still hanging on fairly well as far as overall sales? So the overall dairy aisle definitely saw strong growth. Every category that we can look at, we had stronger performance in 2020 than we did in 2019. That definitely varied across different categories. Some of the strongest ones were butter. Wisconsin butter sales ended the year up 18%. Um, cheese sales were up 11%. Those are two huge categories that use a lot of milk from Wisconsin farmers, and we had very strong growth there. Uh, we also saw strong growth in frozen novelties, creams and creamers, and whipped toppings. Um, but sales, as I mentioned, across the entire dairy aisle were stronger in 2020 than they were in 2019, which really highlights the crucial role that dairy products play in the American diet. You know, when when people had to rethink what they were eating and try to take care of themselves and make sure that they were creating a good diet to keep themselves healthy and sane, you know, uh, you know, work on their benefit, their emotional health, their mental well-being, as well as just their physical health, dairy products were an important product that they turned to. They wanted to make sure that they had milk and cheese and yogurt and all of those things in the cart. Um, and you know, going beyond even health, you can really look at the indulgent aspects of that where ice cream sales were up, frozen novelty sales were up. That's, you know, a great way to indulge yourself and you're still getting a great dairy product. It's good for you. It's it's made sustainably. It's just a product that you can be happy putting in your cart, in your freezer, in, in your body and offering up to your children as well. Susanna Seagay, she's a market researcher with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Some fascinating information that they garnished from 2020 and all the upheaval that consumers had to live through with restaurants and bars shutting down. Uh, More people being forced to suddenly cook at home for bigger families because the kids came home. And how dairy all plays into that, not just from 2020, but now going into 2021. That's kind of a teaser of the full-length conversation we'll have with Suzanne coming up on Monday. Now, markets in overnight electronic trade this morning remain firm. Don't forget, Tuesday is that World Ag Supply Demand Report. This morning, we've got March corn up two right now at 496. December new crop corn up two at 442. January soybeans are six cents higher at 1366. November beans are up three at 1155. The July wheat, that's currently three cents higher at 636 a bushel. Barrel cheese yesterday in Chicago gained a penny and a quarter to 165 and a quarter. 40 pound block cheese on Thursday up 11 and a quarter to 189 and three quarters. Well, double A butter dropped four and a half cents to 139 a pound. Right now, January milk is down 14 cents in overnight trade, currently at 1671 a hundredweight. February milk's down 17 at 1929 and March milk down 29 at 1884 a hundredweight. Coming up next, you have to ask yourself the question. I know we're not near the fields when it comes to spring planting, but you've got to make some decisions right now that could ultimately impact you for the growing season of 2021. Yesterday, we were talking with Matt Trannell about the possibility of uh, drought-like weather that we're going to have to work around. Well, there's a new tool that may be available to you. It's called Enhanced Coverage option. And it's a part of the crop insurance compendium that seems to always change every year. We're talking about it, what you need to consider with Tom Timko from Compure Financial. He's one of our crop insurance advisors, and he's going to be joining us coming up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance, the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, is here for you even when the weather isn't. With crop hail damage, protect your operation from hail, fire, lightning, and more. Visit RuralMutual.com slash farm. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The battle to generate more revenue could be as simple as a free IT assessment from Compel Consulting. You'll receive a customized report detailing opportunities to reduce risk, lower costs, increase productivity, and revenues. Compel Consulting simply wants to help you make more money. Schedule a free technology assessment with Compel today and be more productive tomorrow. Visit CompelledNetworks.com. Compel Consulting, professional IT solutions, just like having family in the IT biz. Compere Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our unique perspective finds solutions to your challenges. And our specially trained financial team guides you every step of the way. Partner with us to make your goals possible. Compure.com. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. NMLS number 619731. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Yes, it is that time of the year where you have to start making some decisions on the 2021 growing season. Are there any new options out there? How did this year's uh, plan work out for you, given the fact that we had fairly weather, normal weather conditions for a change? We're talking about it today with Tom Timko. He is an insurance product officer with Compure Financial. You know, that's something I think we fail to think about sometimes, Tom, how our game plan, our strategy worked in the current growing season. You know, 2020 did not present us with as many uh, weather-related challenges as we saw in 2019. How do you coach up uh, farmers that work with Compure on their crop insurance selections. How do you evaluate what uh, what the current year did for you? You know, oftentimes we like to look back at what the previous years did for us and how we utilize that. But I ask producers, producers, focus on not so much in the past, but focus on the future and what's the right choices for you for the next growing season, Pam. And speaking of the next growing season, an interesting new option that farmers are going to be able to consider this year, it is called Enhanced Coverage Option or ECHO for short. Tell me a little bit more about this new offering, Tom. How long has it been in the works? Have you kind of been keeping an eye on it? And what does it offer us? Yeah, ECO, or Enhanced Coverage Option, is a brand-new product offering from the RMA. Uh, it's an aerial-based crop insurance coverage for a portion of your underlying policy deductible, So, which is a band of coverage that sits on top of your individual coverage. So ECO is very similar to Supplemental Coverage Option, also known as SCO, in that it uses the same expected and final area yields and projected and harvest prices, 
which is also the same as your normal revenue policies, and they have the same payment factors. So, however, it's important to know that SCO coverage ends at 86% and is tied to FSA farm programs, whereas ECO gives you a coverage band from 86 to 90 or 86 to 95% and is not tied to FSA farm programs. So again, bands of coverage with ECO are available from 86 to 90% or 86 to 95%. Boy, and that's exciting to have it not be attached to FSA records. How did they come up with this formula then, Tom? What makes this a good risk management option? Well, we, we recognize the importance of uh, helping farmers manage some of that uh, risk that we have at those higher levels. And we feel ECL is going to be very important to the farmers' risk management strategy going forward. It's going to shrink their deductible. It's heavily subsidized. What makes ECL such an attractive option for farmers is it's going to protect you against those shallow losses you encounter throughout the crop year, albeit on a county basis. And with these low deductibles, you'll get much, those much-needed indemnities when you experience those shallow losses that individual revenue protection doesn't or can't cover. So with ECO, it's also important to note that you can leave a gap in coverage, and you don't have to buy SCO. It's also federally subsidized, so you don't have to bear the full premium like you would for a private product. Tom Timko along with us. He's an insurance product officer with Compeer, and we are talking about enhanced coverage option as a new tool for you, Crop Insurance 2021. Now, we mentioned, Tim, Tom, that there's not uh, uh, an FSA tie-in here. So how do they, I guess we'd say, weigh your yields? Is it compared to the countywide yields? Is it compared to other clients? How do they measure that up? Yeah, so when it's a county or area-based type product or program, it uses the county data, yield, starting yields, and ending yields, but it still has a formula that's based off of your APH, so that still comes into play, Pam. So the end of the year is coming up, and we need to make some decisions on things like this, Tom. Let's talk a little bit about what things I should think through to figure out if this is the right risk management tool for me. Yeah, and that brings up a good question, Pam. Because of the extended fall that we're experiencing, there's a lot of producers still wrapping up tillage, tiling, manure application, hauling in grain uh, before winter sets in, right? And right after this, we know that they're going to be focused on tax planning as well. However, one of the things they should be thinking about is a risk management strategy going into 2021. This includes marketing opportunities and how products like ECO fit in with their marketing strategy. So what questions do I need to ask myself? I mean, at first blush, Tom, you start telling me that it's uh, not going to be as uh, big a premium, uh, that I can get uh, that top end of my yield uh, covered. What operations, are aside from those high yielders, what other operations are going to really find this a good tool for their farming operation? Yep, absolutely, and and that's critical for farmers or producers to understand how this product would fit in and help them with the risk management. So if a producer is interested and it makes sense for them, you have until the spring sales closing date of March 15th, same as your normal revenue protection type coverage programs, again, March 15th of 2021, so you have some time. So what's unique at Compure Financial, we have the technology to analyze your individual farm data, to help you find the best option for crop insurance coverage. 
and we can also help you analyze how ECO would fit or work in with your individual, individual coverages that you select now. So we can help you with that. Um, just to kind of get thinking about that, uh, we ask that you visit compere.com, C-O-M-P-E-E-R.com, backslash enhanced coverage option. This will help you find out more information and also connect with any one of our insurance officers. Excellent suggestion. Again, Tom Timko along with us, insurance product officer with Compeer. Are there any combination that you're looking at, uh, Tom, when it comes to 2021? I mean, every time that we get a new tool, uh, it may be great for part of the farm. It may not work well for all of the farm. Is this uh, ECO coverage something we think about for only part of the farmers and an all-farm option only? It's, it's, the, it's a tool that's going to be good, not for all farmers, but the majority of producers. Again, we've got te- technology that we can take your yields in there and analyze your individual farm data and let you know if this new tool or product is a good fit for your operation. On the back end of that, when it comes to the final settlement evaluation, does that mean I'm still going to have to wait uh, for somebody to come out and evaluate my uh, fields individually if I want to submit a claim, or does this aerial approach make that easier too? Absolutely, and that's a good point, Pam. Uh, there's a lot of producers that are not familiar with area or county-based type programs, and this happens automatically. So we start with our expected yield is what we start out with on a county basis. Our liability is, is, is we use as your APH to determine your amount of liability. The final yield, which normally that would be what producers harvest in the fall, we actually take all the RMA data, so it's now based off of everybody's crop insurance data. They compile that, and we take the county average, or the RMA does, and they come out with that about the middle of June. And so if there's yield loss plus revenue losses, um, that happens automatically. There's nothing a producer has to do to file for a claim on that part of it. Wow, so so much, I'd say almost real time then, huh? Absolutely. Uh, the, the RMA uh, government, they, they want producers to have these valuable tools at their disposal. We encourage everybody to take the time to learn as much as they can about ECO to determine if it's going to be a good fit for their operation or not. That is the guy you want to talk with for sure about ECO, Enhanced Coverage Option. That's Tom Timko. He's an insurance product officer with Compure Financial. And remember, if you need to evaluate your individual farms, run the numbers, no better place to start than visiting with your Compure agent. And you, of course, can find more details about locations near you, loan officers ready to help, and those insurance products that Compure is always working to develop at Compure.com.